Art-loving homeschoolers unite! If you've been looking for a place where you can find fun ideas for your homeschool art and introduce your kids to the amazing world of art history, you found it. Grab your coffee and join me, Lotus Stewart, a homeschooling mom of two creative teenagers and the founder of Art History Kids. This is the Homeschool Art Revolution podcast, where each week we'll explore simple yet powerful ideas that will help you to nurture your child's creativity and self-expression. I'm so delighted you're here. Let's dive into this week's chat. In today's episode, we're going to talk all about how art can encourage and nurture a growth mindset for your kids. Helen Frankenthaler was one of the leading figures of the abstract expressionist art movement. And she came up with an innovative new way to create art. She would actually roll out her unstretched canvas onto the floor and she would pour paint from above onto the canvas. And as you can imagine, the paint would flow around and do interesting things. And sometimes she would move the paint with different instruments and tools. And sometimes she would just let it happen the way that it did. But it was a very organic and interesting and dynamic way of creating art. Now, creating art this way made it so that she had to think about art differently because she didn't have a canvas propped up onto an easel with oil paints that she was carefully placing where she wanted them. In creating her art this way, she was giving up a lot of control. And here's what she said. She said, I would rather risk an ugly surprise than rely on things I know I can do. And when she said this, the term growth mindset hadn't even been coined yet, but that's exactly what she's talking about here. For so many people, it comes as a huge surprise that these artists who create abstract art also know how to draw and paint very realistically, and they're choosing to create abstract art instead. It's a choice. A lot of people think they're making abstract art because it's all they can do, but it's not. It's just that they have found out what they can do with pencils and paintbrushes, and they know that they have these certain abilities with the techniques that they've learned, but it all becomes really predictable and it becomes reliable, and they're looking for more excitement and more adventure in the way that they approach their art. And so the discovery and the experimentation of abstract art becomes really compelling. Yes, there will be ugly surprises when you make art this way, but that just comes with the territory. And when the result is amazing, the risk pays off and you end up with a work of art that is unlike anything that anyone has ever seen before. So how can we take this abstract idea and make it tangible for our homeschools? Well, first of all, we need to reframe the goal of the art that we're making. So every art piece doesn't need to be seen as something that should end up on the fridge or something that should end up in the scrapbook, something that needs to be perfect and polished and put up on the wall. Sometimes we can make art just to explore a process and not worry about the outcome. We also need to reframe the idea of how we create art, that 
When art is done by following a tutorial or a demonstration or a really fun kit that comes in a box, and I know kids love all of these things, but they leave very little room for creativity. And that's not to say that they should never be done or that there's not value to them. There is, but there is such great value to creating open-ended art that we need to find a way to bring it in as well. Because when our kids are making open-ended art, they're not just following directions and making something that looks just like the example or just like the sample that they see in the picture and the directions. They're making something from their own imagination, from their own mind, something that's expressive and something that will belong to them in the end. It's also not about copying the masters, although this is something that colleges, art colleges have done for centuries, but we also hear all of these fun stories about artists, famous artists who went to art college. And during that period of time where they're asked to go to the Louvre and copy the masters, they decided that art school wasn't for them. And they left and just found their own way and became an art superstar without doing those exercises. For some people, they're amazing, they're helpful, and they teach technique. But for other artists, they're inhibitive, and they put you into a box that feels stifling, like you're trying to recreate something that someone else already did really well. Art is about discovery, internal discovery and external. So kids have a chance to ask themselves, what do I think about this? What, how do I feel about this? What happens if I do this with my paintbrush? What happens if I arrange things this way? But then you're relying on things that are safe and real true learning rarely happens there. So reframing the goal of art is really powerful. When we redefine what success means and what that looks like with our art projects, and that it's not about perfection, it's about experimentation and exploration and having those ugly surprises that Helen Frankenthaler spoke about. That's a rite of passage. If you're not having those ugly surprises, you're probably not pushing yourself enough outside of your creative comfort zone. So reframing this way gives our kids permission to explore and this freedom to experiment and maybe even fail, but to do so without any shame or disappointment attached to it. Number two, we can encourage open-ended art. So rather than giving directions um, when it comes to art, we can just maybe have a loose prompt or maybe an art invitation with some supplies left out for our kids to find, or maybe we don't say anything at all. Maybe we just have an art area where our kids know that they can go there when they're feeling creative and they create things that are meaningful to them when it pops up into their mind. So when they're inspired, they don't have any barriers to their creativity. They just go right to their art supplies and make something truly original, unique, and meaningful to them. Maybe they were inspired by something they saw in the way that an artist used color when you looked at art pieces together, either in books or at a museum. Maybe they saw some really interesting angles in a photograph that they noticed they wanted to try that out. Or maybe you've been exploring surrealism and they're really intrigued by that dreamlike quality to the art and they wanna see what they can create related to that idea. The way that the art actually turns out in the end is completely beside the point because it was the process that taught the artist something really valuable. 
They had an opportunity to transform their mindset or learn a new skill based on trial and error and finding out what didn't work. And sometimes it is what doesn't work that teaches us the most. And number three, when you are commenting on your child's art, it's so valuable when it's this open-ended approach that we're taking to comment on the effort more than what you see kind of happening in the picture. So I always like to just kind of make observations and sometimes I don't even do this at all, but if your child is one who likes to hear what you're thinking or what you see in the art, you can say things like, I noticed how thoughtfully you mixed your colors or I noticed how you're really considering the composition here. You can just make observations about the effort that you see the child making and not necessarily like, that tree looks really good or just good job. These kind of comments acknowledge and reinforce that you see the effort that they're putting in and that you know that that is something really valuable. And then they feel safe to take creative risks, to know that if it doesn't turn out, it's okay. They don't need to wrinkle up the page or rip it in half. It's not a frustration moment, it's a teaching moment and it's all part of the process. And when they know that even great artists like Helen Frankenthaler had ugly surprises and that's just part of what comes from being an artist, they feel a kind of pride even when they have those moments and they have ugly surprises in their art too. It's just a learning thing. It's one step closer to being the artist that you want to be. And that's how the growth mindset really comes into play. And they can see, what could I do differently? How could I have approached this in another way? What can I do next time? And the learning is so powerful and happens so much more quickly. And it's more fun. The process is more fun because there's a freedom to it. So the next time you're studying an artist together with your kids, Resist the temptation to find a video and follow a demonstration or tutorial or buy a craft kit about that artist, even though these can be really fun. But ask your child, what really spoke to you about this artist? Was it the color? Was it the composition? Was it the subject matter? Was it something else? Find what was most intriguing or compelling for them and build a really open-ended prompt off of that for them to explore, or just say to them simply, what does looking at this art inspire you to create? And it doesn't have to be anything similar. One time we were studying Mondrian and so I thought, of course, my kids would want to do these um, paintings with the grid and the primary colors and my daughter got out her paints and she just started making a Jackson Pollock kind of splatter paint painting. And so I quickly went and took her easel outside into the yard because we were painting inside and Jackson Pollock paintings don't typically work that well inside if you have walls you don't want covered with paint. But I didn't try to redirect her and say, that doesn't look like a Mondrian, you need to do it this way. Instead, I thought she was really inspired by something about Mondrian, made her want to do this expressive work of art. I don't know what inspired that, but I honor that. And so it doesn't even have to look like the artist or the artist's work who you're studying. Just let your kids create whatever they're inspired to create. Something about that was meaningful to them and they have an idea that needs to come out into the world, that needs to be put onto the canvas or onto the page. And so it's really exciting to see how that unfolds and how that growth mindset develops in the process. 
So try this out the next time you're exploring an artist together and let me know how it goes. Tag me on Instagram. I'm at Art History Kids there. And I cannot wait to see what kind of art your kids create when they have all of this freedom to create anything at all that they would like to do. I can't wait to chat again soon. Until next time, stay inspired.